Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jeremy Roll on the line, and he's president over at Roll Investment Group. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Really appreciate it. So I find it interesting that you're, um, you know, you're a passive cash flow investor full time, and that you invest in inter- alternative investments. Um, let's just uh, just jump right in. So tell us a little bit more about how you're investing. Sure. Yeah. So thanks again for having me. So you know, for those, those of you who are listening who aren't familiar, I basically invest in what I call alternative investments, which is mostly real estate and a lot of commercial real estate, like uh, including apartments. And I basically invest in low-risk, kind of lower-risk, stabilized stuff that's maybe 80 to 100% occupied, may or may not have any upside to it necessarily, but it's meant for more predictable cash flow. And the quick story is that I got into this type of investing back in 2002 after the dot-com crash, for everybody who remembers that. Um, and really, I got out of the stock market because of the lack of predictability. That's what bothered me the most. And got into this type of investing for more predictability. And between 02 and 07, I rotated all my money from stocks and bonds into cash flow investing. And eventually, the cash flow investing got me out of the corporate world back in 2007. So um, I've been a full-time passive cash flow investor for almost 12 years, and um, but I've been a, a passive cash flow investor for about 18 years now. Wow, that's awesome! What a great story, and uh, and and I, what I like about it is that the original thing was you were just trying to figure out what to do with your money, how to make more money, how to be in more control of it, and then it turned into your full time gig. I love it; it's a great story. Um, so, Jeremy, what is what's interesting to you in the market right now, from your vantage point? Because you've been doing this for a long time, obviously, um, and you know you've seen you've seen the last crash. I mean, what's interesting to you right now in terms of trends? Yeah, great question. So I'm a really low-risk guy, so I've kind of been sitting on the sidelines for a couple of years for the most part. I still do a lot of investing, but it's relatively speaking I'm on the sidelines, in that I'm just very concerned about asset prices being very high. So I've been involved in many sales. I'm kind of hyper-diversified. I'm in over 70 different LLCs, and so I've actually been in over 30 sales in the last three years, and um, I've been very happy to be selling at this timing because just like the economy, the markets are cyclical both on the stock market, the real estate market, et cetera. So I've been very concerned about timing, trying to be very careful with what I invest in. And the, and the way I've been trying to be careful is just to make sure that there's some type of unique pricing or unique aspect to something if I'm going to consider it. Otherwise, I'm just waiting on the sidelines, waiting for what will be an eventual downturn. What are some of the, um, some of the um, classes or asset classes or types of properties that have your attention now that you're, that you're researching, looking on the sidelines, that you're like, ah, if this comes down a bit, then this might be, a, this might be something to pull the trigger on? Yeah, great question. So I don't necessarily think that any of these make sense today at current asset prices. But to your point, if, if, if and when we have a downturn, that's the four asset classes I'm probably going to be focused on is kind of like my tier A. And this is in mind that I'm looking for more predictable, stabilized cash flow uh, that's diversified and it's tenant-based. Uh, I'll be looking for mobile home parks, self-storage, apartments, and senior living. Um, all mm-hmm. four of those, I think, have the highest degree of predictability compared to some other asset classes for, let's say, the next 10 years. 
No, it's great, great stuff. And, and just to be clear for everybody listening that hasn't been um, maybe an, an investor in real estate or, or in passive, um, sitting on the sidelines doesn't mean you're not working. <laughs> I know Jeremy's looking at deals all day long. Sitting on the sidelines yeah. means that you're not deploying capital. So sometimes when you're sitting on the sidelines, you're doing way more work than even when you're actually deploying capital because you have to do all the research behind what you would. It's kind of like, I like to call it window shopping. Yeah, really great point. Um, I am not. I, I live in LA, but I am not. <laughs> never at the beach. I am busy all day long, and for me, it's really a lot of networking because, I, as a past investor, as opposed to an active investor, I'm investing in someone's opportunity that they're putting together, and that means I have to constantly network to find more people to potentially invest with and try to find more opportunities. And just to your point, right now, you have to network that much more to find the exact diamond in the rough because. You know, once there's a downturn and everything's on sale, then it's a lot easier, right? But actually now it's the most amount of work to an extent, which is interesting. That's awesome. Um, any geographies you, you, you care uh, or you, you like on or you have your eye on a little bit more than any others? You know, I tend to stay away from two different things. I tend to stay away from very volatile markets, the ones that go up and down a lot during cycles. So, for example, where I live, L.A., prices really move a lot in upswings and downswings. Uh, another other examples are like New York, um, and there's there's a couple other markets that are very obvious. The other thing I tend to stay away from is what I call is what's hot, and I I stay away from what's hot as far as asset classes, and also what's hot as far as locations. So even though I love these cities, I actually love these two in particular, like Denver and Seattle have had huge run-ups um, and been kind of very hot in the past few years. That to me is something I completely stay away from. I, I almost say the exact opposite. So the markets that I'm really looking at are more stabilized, kind of like just you know, slowly but still growing, well-growing markets that won't have as much volatility if we have a downturn or an up, upswing because I'm not looking for appreciation when I invest and I want to avoid depreciation in a downturn. So I look for more stability and a little bit more predictability in the way that I invest. Um, let's give some, for some of those other um, would-be passive investors, that people that want to go full-time at some point in their life that are in the real estate game right now, they may have a, they may have some properties under their belt and they're looking to, to scale and to make it their full-time thing. Um, what kind of advice would you have for that, the person that's listening to that right now? Sure. Yeah, I think that um, a couple of things. Uh, first is, you know, do not invest in anything unless you really properly understand it and are 100% comfortable um, with, I'm not an investment advisor or financial advisor, but that's just everything I'm just sharing here is my opinion as, a, as an investor. But um, that's number one. Um, number two is actually this is great timing right now because if you assume that most everything is overpriced, and if you take that assumption for a second, that means that you can actually take a lot of time to learn today if you're new, and you're not missing out on much. So to me, it's one of the best times to learn because by the time you, you learn enough, you'll actually be in a position where you can go and go out there and deploy some capital based on the timing probably being better. Um, another tip I would have is that if you're really brand new and just starting, my suggestion for sure is to start with one asset class and start with the asset class that you can understand the best, so it's going to be the easiest one for you to walk into. Very often, a lot of people start with uh, apartments, multifamily, because they've lived in apartments, they understand how they work, and they're fairly easy to get your arms around. So I would start off then if that was your, you know, easiest to understand asset class, I would go into that and I would do a lot of uh, reading of opportunities. I call it opportunity exposure where you're learning by reading opportunities, reading different business plans, how different operators uh, are looking to execute on different types of business plans. And you could start to compare them all. You could compare fees across one to the other, et cetera. And in today's world, um, it's actually a lot easier to do that than when I started because of crowdfunding websites. 
Um, if you're an accredited investor, you can in your pajamas, you can download 20 apartment deals over the course of an hour or two, print them all, and start reading them and comparing them. When I started in 2002, I literally had to go out in person to network to find all these individual deals. It was much harder. So it's a really interesting time from a timing perspective. It's, it's easier to start now from a technological perspective. So there's a lot of positives about starting right now, actually. Fantastic. Um, well, Jeremy, if somebody's listening to this and they want to connect or they want to um, to learn more about what you do, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Uh, best way to reach me and anybody out there, I am happy to help you any way that I can. Um, if you're new and you, you're just curious, I'm happy to schedule a half-hour call. If you are, uh, you know, uh, investing a lot and you want to network with another investor, I'd love to do that. I'm also looking for opportunities in case there are any out there. So any, you know, anyone's welcome to contact me for any reason, and I'm happy to, to discuss, you know, talk to anybody. Uh, my email is jroll, J-R-O-L-L, at rollinvestments, R-O-L-L, investments.com, and investments is with an S, so jroll at rollinvestments.com. Fantastic. Well, hey, Jeremy, it's been awesome having you on the show today. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your um, your story of how you went from a part-time investor to full-time and also all the great advice you gave today from your perspective um, for our newer investors out there. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave us a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Um, and, and if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, um, definitely give us a subscribe there and, uh, and leave us some comments in the video. Love to hear your feedback and what, and what you're doing out there in investing. And Jeremy, thanks again for coming back on the show. Yes, thanks again for having me. And for those of you listening to this, um, I, I have to tell you that cash flow has just completely changed my life. Um, I have an MBA from the Wharton School. I spent 10, over 10 years in the corporate world as big companies like Toyota headquarters, Disney headquarters, GM headquarters, and cash flow, you know, if you end up researching it more, I have nothing to tell anybody on this, but if you end up researching more, it really can change your life. It's very interesting. Fantastic.